You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome to the Next Trek Podcast. Every week, we're going to break down the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate. And this week, we are talking about Point of Light, the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery. What did you guys think? Chris, what did you think? Uh, Just really fast. Is it amazing? Is it amazing as I like it? Is it like, can you can you feel that I care slightly a bit about it? Uh, no, I actually really enjoyed it. I think that this is, we're still on warp nine, whatever, uh, towards the land of Star Trek that I've always wanted. Yes. Um, this one was a little bit of a diversion. I felt like there is definitely um, some, some nits that I'm going to pick uh, on this particular episode. But I think by and large, it is a spectacular episode of Discovery and a wonderful episode of Trek uh, as a whole. Mm. Kate, what do you think? I will go with a good episode. Um, oh my gosh, you uh, hated it. Tilly's storyline is pure gold. Um, mm. Lots of family drama and other things to talk about along the way. Um, the season one stuff coming back over, there were points to it, but yeah, um, yep. I wasn't uh, quite as excited as I expected, though I did enjoy it. It is a good episode. To that Klingon stuff, man. I don't know. I don't know about these Klingons. Oh, I don't know about these Klingons, guys. You guys, you guys, I can't handle. Okay, guys, I'm just going to say it's fantastic. <laughs> the end. We're done. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody, for, uh, for joining us for All the right. next Trek podcast. Yeah, why, why even discuss? Why Why even just let this, Tyler adjudicate everything just and just not say, a point. This is guys. Yeah. Will you just take my word for it this time? Like, mm-hmm. it's great. If we have to discuss it, I guess we can. Uh, that's what we're here know, for. This is the first, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I loved it. I mean, honestly, the short, the long and short of it is I can see it was a little jarring getting back into some of last season's stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But for me, that didn't do, it was nothing bad. It was, it was like, oh man, you remember when Discovery used to be like really dark? And um, angry. And, and very angry. But that's with the Klingons. The Klingons are always dark and angry and, and I'm fine with that. Uh, so yeah, I, but the best part for me was having Shazad Latif back. He is just another charismatic dude that honestly, I didn't, I didn't realize I was missing until he came back on, um, this was week. Was it the so, man bun? Is that what you were so drawn to? Man. Yeah. I mean, guys, if anybody can pull it off, he can. <laughs> uh, well, let's just get ourselves started and talk our way through it and let's see, uh, see if you guys can convince me to just, you know hated as much as you guys no that is not that is not what i said that is not what i said i I mean well done setting the tone for talking about drama (laughs) because you are creating drama tyler i I, i'm here i'm here for the drama that's all that's the only reason i'm here uh yeah so we start off with a a, a marathon being run through the starship discovery and tilly is freaking out it's a a half marathon i'm sorry it's a half as a marathon runner i just need to say (laughs) it's a half marathon but honestly, like it's one of those, and I know they've jogged through the corridors before. I kind of liked that the that the ship is being used like that. I guess they don't have a, a holodeck for for things like that, but it makes sense. You would train in the corridors. You would be running through if you can't get you know get down on shore leave or to a starbase or something like that. So I, I kind of just like that touch. But the point of that that half marathon though is that May is back and she is 
pissed at Tilly. Um, Kate, what do you think about this whole thing with May? I mean, is this say is this something that we're being that we're that we're just really supposed to love and latch onto, or is it kind of a, a of a distraction for us? I think that the way they choose chose to shoot that in later scenes with this, they are recreating for the audience Tilly's experience by annoying the heck out of us yeah. with her constantly, you know, like a mayfly up there interrupting, uh, frustrating her her ability to focus to do anything. Um, and it's, it's successful. Well, Kate, since you bring up May and kind of her, her annoying nature and just how she kind of is persistent through this entire episode, let's latch onto that storyline and we'll follow Tilly through and then we can pick up the other storylines and do each one of them separately. Yeah. So, so we see her in the, in the marathon, the, sorry, Chris, half marathon and, yes. uh, she's super, super annoying. When is the next time that we see her? Is it is it uh, when they're on the bridge doing the the cadet training, the command yeah, training? Yeah, command training. Yes, um, because she at that point has reached a fever pitch, such that Tilly can't even keep up her normal uh, talking a lot, which Captain Pike uh, comments I on. Love that. Quieter than usual, she is. Um, she, her norm, her sense of normalcy is so completely disrupted that you, it's building towards her breaking point, which in fact does happen when she starts yelling at thin air and everyone thinks she's telling the captain to shut up. Right. Yeah. And she's insisting to, to what, to, to, to talk to the blonde, uh, man, right. Or whatever it is. Yeah. So Isn't yes. the captain shorter and way whiter and more blonde. Yeah. And she thinks, Oh, you're talking about Lorca. This is not Lorca. This is yet another, uh, you know, call back to Lorca and how you know uh, different things were on that ship um, right I also wondered because May suggested that he was not a good person was she talking about the mirror universe I thought the same Stamets? thing because I was that statements was not a good guy right and go for it Chris no 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 I what I was going to say is is that what's interesting here is is that we almost immediately, and I know I'm jumping ahead here, but we almost immediately, you've already ex- stated this, that you found her annoying, um, that she was interrupting, that she seemed to be very insistent, that she seemed to be. But uh, do we really think that she is actually a quote-unquote uh, bad thing? Or do you think perhaps, because we never actually find out what her motives are in this episode. We never no, really right. understand what she wants. And it's almost immediately that they decide that, this is not a good thing. And of course for Tilly in this moment where we're at right now, when we're talking about this, Tilly, it's, it's being very, um, she's being drawn out of the, the cadet training program. And mm-hmm. she's obviously looks like she's yelling at the captain and all that. So it, it is definitely socially not a good thing for Tilly. Um, right. But well, and Tilly, Tilly says something later and this is jumping ahead, but I think it's fine as we're yeah, in this whole storyline. She does say she's grooming me for something. She's, she mm-hmm. does. And, and even may refers to, you know, like we have to, we'll have to have a new plan. So there is a motive and, and for Tilly, at least it's sinister. You know, we don't know grand scheme of things if it's sinister, but for Tilly, it's, it's, the point of it is to drive her to do something that she doesn't want to do, whatever did, that means. Did you guys ever find May to be sinister in this episode? 
No, uh, though this did lead to one of my nitpicks for the episode, and maybe this will be revealed, like maybe this was implying there are scenes with between her and Tilly that we haven't seen that we'll hear about later as they explain and figure out what was going on. Yeah. But one of my nitpicks was if, if this was on Picard's ship, he wouldn't have been in a hurry to get rid of this, you know, sentient fungi. Right. Um, he would have been want, been trying to open a dialogue and say, all right, why are you here? What's going on? Right. And that didn't happen. Like, like ask, ask, ask me a question. It's, it's those, right. like later when they're in engineering. I know we're jumping way ahead, but when they're in the engineering, fine. Tyler, you got to jump in if, if, if you think um, we're, we're, we're way off that base here. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of like talking about the storyline as a whole. Okay. I think it works. So when they're in late, like one of the last scenes of this entire episode, they're in the whatever it is, spore drive bay engineering. It's, I don't, it's his lab, I think. Lab. Okay. And, um, and, you know, they're discussing what they should do, and they've got this thing that they can suck the spore out of her. You know, it's an immediate, oh, no, no, just go and take it out. No, 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 I, we don't, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want answers. Yeah. We don't want to have a discussion. You mean you actually see this thing, and we know it's actually real, and we understand that mm-hmm. this is, like you said, a sentient life form that is apparently trying to communicate, and all we're going mm-hmm. to do is what? Suck it out of you and then shoot it? Is that what? Is that the plan, or what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. it blew my mind. It just seems so strange. It happened so fast. He didn't ask Tilly, like, you know, are you okay? Let's do this. He just, like, boom, and hits her He did. It. He did pull it out, like, so, so fast. Quick. Oh, we're going to use the thing and go, yeah. But yeah. I I guess, other than the fastness of it, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a problem. Although I, I, I totally see what you guys are saying. Like this in in Picard's, in Picard's world, this would have happened. I wonder if in Kirk's, Kirk would have like tried to outlogic it and then made it explode, like inside <laughs> of Tilly. But like I, I just or feel like, it. or yeah, oh, that's true. Hey. Um, that actually, <clears throat> excuse me, that actually only happens twice in the original series. Okay, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's a stereotype no, for a reason, right? Okay, so um, no, no here, here, here's the deal. So for me, um, I, I never saw May as being. I think what we're going to find out is that May is actually trying to help everybody. Um, mm. That that right. there's a there's a reason that May was doing all this stuff, and Tilly's just misunderstanding it because she's and she's ignoring because of how it. it's affecting her. That's that's what I meant by like it's sinister for Tilly because it's it's driving her crazy, but right. it's not. We don't know May's actual other than she's frantic, right? Right. Sure. No, absolutely, she is. No, no, she she's completely annoyed and thrown off base and not acting like herself, and that's causing a lot of problems. But what I'm my, my and maybe this is obvious, but I just I feel like this this may spore whatever it is is actually trying to be a help and not a hurt. I mean, yeah. if not for the very reason the casting choice, like right. very meek. Like you know what I mean? Like of course she's firm, but she's not like uh, like a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? She's not raging at her. No, no, she's not screaming. She's always like very like even keel. Like listen to me. We need to do this. You know what I mean? Like she's she's she is very like trying to communicate well. I think, and it's Tilly who's just not listening. Yeah, yeah. Right, which maybe there's something to be said for Tilly's subconscious choosing this non-threatening representation because it could have been somebody big and intimidating or sure. scary. Like there's a lot of possibilities. Could have been Lorca, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. I actually, it's a, it's almost surprising that they kind of didn't use that to get Jason Isaacs back because they do, you know, they they loved him so much. But uh, there's got to be that a reason. Been a whole different tone. There's got to be a reason in 
number one, the story, the plot itself, that it was right. May. And number two... And we're not Colbert. Why not Colbert, you know? Yeah, and number two, there's got to be a, like, like physical, like, casting, like, like a filmmaker perspective why they chose sure. May. So I, I feel as though we as an audience... I've n- I never felt threatened by her. I never thought right. that she was trying to do harm. It felt more like she was trying to communicate and the rest of the crew was just not going to have any of it. Yeah. I I wonder, I speculate too, I, like is the, I mean, unless I'm forgetting something, they, they pull the spore out and it kind of flies around the room and they get into a force field. Is that the last time we see it or do we see them contain it with something other than the force field? Uh, I think it's just the force field. I believe that's the last time. I my suspicion is that is that next episode, although next episode from the preview looks like it's going to be no time for that, but uh, is gonna they're gonna figure out how to plug Stamets into it or or something like that because he can connect to the spores in a in a different way and and that's going to lead us to something. But I think um, it's still going to be Tilly because whatever's so? going on, there's a connection there. And so I, mean, I think Tilly's got more to go with this, whatever it is. If, 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 if we're spoiling what we see in the next time on, can we do that or should we not? We've never done that before. It's, uh, I mentioned that there were Klingons this time, so I, whatever, it's fine. All right. So spoilers, if you don't want to know, but there, in, in, there is a scene where this, this blob is like connecting back on to Tilly. So well, I, that's right. That's right. It so is. I think it's it's going back into her in some yeah. way, shape, or form. And and maybe they do then have that conversation. She says, "Look, it chose me. I it, you know I need to let it speak through me. You know, maybe they maybe they do that. So we will get back into, you know, more of Star Trek because because you see it as a parasite. You know, let's get it out of her. Let's save her because it's it's obviously hurting her, or at right. least we, we see it as hurting her. But then maybe she does say, "Look, let it." let it speak through me or something like that. Yeah. I've got a feeling may is just going to be more. It, 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 it looked like, and you know, again, this is all speculation, but it looks like this thing is just going to forcefully Blob put back itself onto back onto her and then yeah. be like, you're not listening Tilly. This needs to, th-. and Tilly's going to be like, Oh, you're trying yeah. to help me. Right. Not hurt me. And you're yeah. directing me because red angel. Yeah. Right. Because, of course, the Red Angel has to play into this in some fashion, too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, can I point out two random things that were from this storyline, but were just kind of cool? Please. Uh, so, May's comm badge, or her insignia, is blank. There's nothing on it, which I just thought was a nice touch. Oh, that they I didn't just that. give her uh, a science insignia or something like that. Um, and, and then, what? And we haven't seen anything else like that. That's the first time we've seen a blank... Um, other than the black ones, which we will see right, 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 later right, right, on. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I as far as I know, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and it, what it, what an interesting um, way to subtly say that she doesn't belong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when we didn't know who May was, that's pretty great. I, I know, and I and I really didn't notice until the last time. And I happened, I think I just happened to pause it because I was taking a note on my sec on my rewatch, and I I looked back up and I said, "Oh, she's got nothing on her, on no insignia on her on her badge." That's cool. Um, and in the same scene, and this was just such a cool shot, uh, when they, it's the scene where they are, they're on the bridge and they're about to start their shadowing um, training. And uh, the three, the three cadets are, I guess, I think it's Saru is speaking to them and the three cadets are standing right by the view screen. But when they're, when you're zooming in, there's five people standing there and it's, uh, May on the on the left and then they pan across and then it's May standing next to Tilly um, at the far end of the row. And I just... I really like that touch, and she even has this kind of like concerned look on her face, like "Oh, we're being lectured to by Commander Saru." 
like we're I'm a little nervous too. And it just I just thought that was such a good way. Yeah. And and I hadn't thought of it until you guys just said it of of conveying she's not she's not malicious inherently because she's standing next to her instead of she could have been poking her or yelling at her while mm-hmm. while Saru was doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite make the connection with helping her uh, until you were spelling that. I was thinking about it from a more classic Trek thing of there's a sentient species trying to yeah. connect and get help somewhere and they have their own agenda and we've got to figure out what it is so we can help them. Um, and so uh, I like, though, where you're going with this, uh, Chris, with her intentions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it could very well be, hey, we need help, like, you know, encounter in four, encounter at Farpoint style, you know what I mean? It's reaching out to us to, to, because you're hurting us or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I think. Oh, I didn't, that's, that's interesting that maybe you're intruding in our, in our sport, you know, mycelial plane. Right. Or something. I, I, I just don't think it is, um, I think more likely because May is desperately trying to communicate something to Tilly. Right. Uh, and to Stamets, right? Uh, yes, she wants to say it to Stamets. Correct. Yes, yeah. yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what that message is, and it, it, I'm sure it will happen once she gets back inside of Tilly and May is able to mm-hmm. communicate again. Yeah. Another bit well, of window dressing well, was the in the half marathon. The uh, I liked the shirts, the disco shirts that they had going on there. Um, I love those that shirts. Was nice, which apparently you can like buy now, or they're I have one. selling them. So, yeah. yeah. Except I have one, but mine, the insignia on the arm is is different than theirs, but that's about whatever. Mm. It's cool. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love one that has, it would say, you know, disco, you know, half marathon or whatever. Like that, that would, would be cool. I would buy and that wear shirt that to so a quickly. marathon. Yes. I mean, sweet. to the Star Wars half marathon that I would There you go. It would be <laughs> my delight to do that. That would be the best. Which I am running in April. So if anybody out there listening right now knows of a shirt that says disco half marathon because of this episode, I will I'll buy it. I'll give you money. Let me know. It'd be great. I guarantee you somebody has made that or is is in the process of it. Yeah. Well, anything else on the on the May Tilly storyline that we just haven't touched on? I don't think so. I think, uh, yeah, I think we did a pretty good job there. It's it's fairly straightforward. I, I think also there is some wonderful moments of um, levity in, in this yeah. as well. Just yeah. uncomfortable levity, especially in that bridge scene when she's yelling yes. clearly through May to Captain At Pike. Pike yeah. And Pike is just like, wait, what? Like, yeah, what is happening? He's not right even now? he's not even the one that yells at her. It's Saru, too. It's like, uh, huh? Yeah. I, yeah, it's great. It, but but it is one of those moments where you realize, like, how new this crew is that don't know it. I, I just envision, you know, six seasons from now when this yeah. crew ha- has been together and there's such mm-hmm. a level of trust. If Tilly were to do that, I have a feeling everybody would be like, Tilly. What animal? I mean, what, what yeah. alien spore is you know attacking you right now? Because you, you remember the later season of TNG, it was like you know immediate belief and trust yeah. because they'd been oh, together. Yeah. But I, I I love that it's it's still this fresh new relationship, and yeah. Pike is just like what? I I like you. Why are you talking to me like this? That's right, that's after he's like trying to set her at ease with the whole, you know, we could go marry some people who don't really know each other. Like yes. he was trying to set her, and it was so adorable and funny. Yes, it was great, great moments of levity in, in this, in in this, in that moment with with May. They they used her very well. Um, yeah. So it it'll be interesting to see where this goes, but that is my overall thoughts. I think. Um, and I'm, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm really glad that they didn't 
they didn't draw this out for like seven or eight more episodes yes. of yes. her going slowly crazy that at least and I, I'm not that May is going to be gone, but that that we're not going like, well, OK, fine. All right. More May. What's yes. Would somebody finally notice that something is wrong with Tilly? But that mm-hmm. they're just taking care of it and propelling us forward, but not in an awkward way. So I, I, I did yeah. like that. Um, just yeah, yet again, another. Um, actually, just a couple other comments okay. about this run. Um, I liked Saru's captaining of of Tilly, um, but I also liked the reference back to her training with Burnham, which my first episode on this podcast was the Lethe episode, and that was when that was happening. And so um, yeah. that sort of call back to season one training that they were doing was, was a nice moment as well. But anything to do with Saru right now, I'm absolutely in love with because he's doing, he's just incredible as a captain and... Um, I can't say enough good about him. And next episode seems like it will be a very Saru episode. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> good or bad. We'll see. No. Yes. So, Chris, are you other... starting to say something? Yeah. I have. I don't remember at all what I was going to say. So if, if it comes back to me, uh, I, I, it was probably not important. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's fine. Uh, bring us up to – do you want to do uh, uh, Amanda Burnham or do you want to do Klingons? Let's do let's do the Burnham because I feel like that is the least um, yeah. thick plot line to, to parse through, and it ties into Tilly's a little bit too. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, yeah. They they definitely converge at one point. So really, you know, this all starts at the. I guess once they get on the bridge, we we see a um, you know something drops out of warp. There's a there's a uh, I was gonna say a Klingon shuttle. It's a Vulcan shuttle that comes in, and of course uh, Burnham recognizes it. It's it's Sarek's shuttle. But Amanda's the one on board, mm-hmm. and I plot twist. Guys, I know, uh, which I I really I am forgetting this actress's name, but I am really liking her as Amanda. Um, she's she's very warm and caring, and and I and she has good chemistry with um, uh, with well, uh, Cynthia Martin Green. They both have great chemistry. What's her name? Um, nope. Oh, uh, Mia Kirshner. She's really good. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Have you guys noticed, though, that, that they have pretty solidly only used the transporter this season for reveals mm-hmm. of some kind? Like, it's the reveal that it wasn't Spock, and then it's the reveal that it's not Sarek. And uh, it's like, okay, guys. I mean, I, I like it. I think it's cool, because we, we only ever got the static transporter room three shots and stuff mm-hmm. like that in, uh, in Star Trek uh, Next Generation. But now we're kind of... They're very free with their camera movements and, and all that. I like it. I and they're it. playing with the mystery a lot. They're playing a yeah. lot of mysteries up in this season. Yeah, they really are. So uh, so they they get in there. She you know they they hug and she says, "Oh, I have a I have a secret. Spock is um, Spock is uh, insane on Starbase Five. Like I guess does does Amanda assume that that Michael didn't know this information about Spock being crazy? I or think be... she knows because once it was reported to the Federation, that's how Amanda gets it. And so I think there's an assumption that that because it came from Pike's ship, she probably yeah. knows. It seemed like uh, Michael had a little bit of kind of shame, too, because it maybe felt like she knew but wasn't but sure if Amanda knew yet. And Amanda was right. just pretty much saying, no, I know, even though you didn't tell me, I know. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you didn't call mom and let mom know that her oh, other kid's yeah. in trouble. That's kind There's of a couple of those disappointed mom moments in this episode too. Yeah, there are. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So with that conversation, we discover that she has stolen Spock's medical records, which tells us something very important about the technology of, uh, of Star Trek or of Starfleet is there is no copy and paste. Apparently it is just cut only because, <laughs> because eventually the medical files are like missing. And I'm like, these are computer files. Just copy and paste them. What are you talking about? Well, we don't know for sure that what Amanda took wasn't taken by like section 31 or everything True. that goes on there. So, True. you know, let's give her a little bit of room or give Star Trek a little bit of room uh, there. Also, also stolen files does not necessarily, does it, does they say that they, they were missing? They say missing. Yeah. When, when, when Pike calls Starbase five, he says, uh, Spock's medical files are missing. And it was like, uh, Oh, okay. That's so they're only contained on this one disc in and I like I know that that's actually in the original series we'd be okay, whatever, they didn't know about copy and paste in no 1966. Cloud storage, clearly. I know, uh, I was gonna obviously. say, yeah, where's Dropbox? They didn't back that up on yeah, yeah on memory alpha. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's fine, whatever. Um, or whatever, it's just maybe they're just being over dramatic and it's just, you know, they they were they were traced and so yeah. we found out that that you took them. But uh, but I, I did like that. I kinda like that Amanda was sneaky enough to you know to take them and she says okay michael now you need to break into them uh, but they do the right thing and they they bring it up to pike so mm-hmm. they have a they have a long conversation with pike um and uh yeah we find some pretty we find some pretty disturbing things about spock in that conversation yeah which they're they're beating that drum <coughs> about his um extreme empathy deficits and uh emotional uh, lack of nurturing in childhood. They're, they're beating that drum really hard, and I'm it, not that okay with it. If the pro- here's the pro- here's ladies and gentlemen, here's <laughs> the problem with a prequel. Yeah, this is, is one of my few nitpicks too. Is yeah. we know, and this is my we know none of this is accurate. Mm-hmm. If it was any other um, uh, character. We would we would be like oh well maybe this actually happened oh man what happened like maybe I have a feeling it's probably a red herring but maybe but we know for sure with Spock this is not what happened I mean right. it's just what why why are we doing this why yeah why are we doing and they this? didn't have to hit this so hard like they could have done her whole mother guilt thing because I think that's that's just a parent thing you're worrying about screwing up your kids like that's there's some normalcy so- to that but they hit this too hard. Have we not been explicit? I don't know if we've been explicit yet and say like what we're talking about here. And that's like what is the murder of three Spock people? killed three of his doctors and escaped. Right. Which I'm wondering. So, so Chris, are you saying? Because uh, I wondered the same thing as well. Are you saying um, that it, it could be a, a setup? Like it's, it actually maybe didn't happen. Two or... two possibilities. Yep. Okay. Two possibilities. Um, this um, doctor because of these missing files or whatever they're they're abusive or they're you know actually trying to do something else and yeah yeah. whatever it is and those three people are actually bad guys and he just defended himself and you know or or yeah like section 31 was trying to take him or something like that and so he killed him yeah i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know any i don't know about that yeah I don't know any about that. I just, I, or, or perhaps there's, anyway, who knows? There's spies in the Federation trying to get the Red Angel thing so it doesn't get out yeah. or whatever. Who knows what that is? But, or, like you said, those, that, that the, the killing of the three people actually didn't happen. And that's just a lie. And they're trying to, you know. Oh, they're framing him, maybe. Framing him. Oh. Well, as a cover for whatever their actual intentions are. Right. That is, once you have a murder on board, you have a lot more freedom and license to pursue with extreme measures. Yeah. In so, no, in no reality do I think 
that Spock murdered three people in cold blood. Does anybody does right. anybody believe that? No, no. Yeah, not at all. No. Why, and so that's why, why I'm wondering. It, it's, why it's self-defense. Even, it's something else. But so that's what I'm saying. Like this kind of stuff in a prequel is dumb. That's why I don't like well, pre. This, 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 why? Ugh. But well, the okay, only purpose you, it serves is to fill in the whole why is Spock and his family separate? What did Michael right. do to him? And because they're taking that road to shoehorn this all in, I think it fails because that's seems at this point like the whole point of doing that but see that's the thing like nobody else in the family buys it michael doesn't buy it the mom doesn't buy it and pike doesn't buy it so what i'm saying is is that even narratively what you just said like that would make sense if like maybe the mom bought it and she's like oh no spock is lost forever no Mm. mom it's gonna be okay we're gonna do this no i have to go and then michael's like i'm (laughs) going to solve this murder mystery because that moment i felt a little I will. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And then um, he's like, "No, I will find him." And that was the worst. Okay, so but all right, but yeah. it <laughs> was so melodramatic, guys. It was so yeah, melodramatic. After, after kissing her on the cheek, yeah. real hard. <laughs> no, but right. this for, is like family drama emphasis yeah. drama. That was like kissing Fredo, right? Like it, it's it's, and then she's gonna put two in the back of his head after. Yeah, it's, it was oof. weird. No, but yeah. I, I I honestly I. For a minute there, when they were describing the murder, I never went to, oh, this is a Spock murdered these people. It was more no, like right. this is a this is a um, undiscovered country murder mystery right. that is going to right. unfold now. And we're going to find yeah. out what happened and what led. Why did this doctor frame him? And who were the actual three doctors? And where has Spock been this entire time? And why mm-hmm. is that important? And how does it lead to the Red Angel? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's what's happening. In, right. in, in no reality does anyone who is familiar with Star Trek think that Spock murdered three people in cold blood. Right. No one. Agreed. Yeah. Hands Although... Down. Although no Spock, has commi- Spock commits mutiny later on, Spock Spock assaults Starfleet officers later on when when committing mutiny. It's assault it's and murder. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm saying he's capable. He's capable. No, it's just, it's, no. But it's not what we think. And even then, it's not what we think either. You're yeah. saying he's capable of violence. It's not the same yes. thing as capable of murder. I know. I know. I'm I'm making this work. Let me have this. No, <laughs> it fails. I mean, I'm watching this scene going. All right, what are they trying to misdirect us from? Because right, there is yes. nothing about this that works. There, yeah, there. It's one hundred percent a misdirect. I mean, like nobody believes that. It's just, and if it does, then we do have a problem. We have a major problem. My, I'm my, willing. What I mean is, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief and let this like go. F- not, not that I truly believe that it, that it, that he murdered them, but I'm willing to go with the with the red herring for a he, bit, or willing willing to go with the mystery for a bit. Here's my favorite part of this entire scenario: is pike's role in that they bring this to pike and immediately yes. he's like we must follow starbase protocol like he did the yeah. other left. <laughs> right. and then and then they start to explain it and he's like i must contact and break yes. a little bit of the protocol protocol yeah. and then he look at them and say i must break all the protocol break like, into the files yeah it's it uh, my love for captain pike he's- grows stronger with every moment he is on screen his hair is wonderful his <laughs> his like everything about this about this 100%. character is spectacular and yep. melody honestly so i was watching this with my wife we're, we're enjoying the heck out of this episode especially these scenes with pike whenever pike's on we're like yes and then she leans over to me and she says is pike gonna be on this show from now on and then i had the moment of like oh no no they're gonna take no, pike away not. from us 
and that's going to be a sad moment. Or, or maybe, maybe, maybe he won't. Maybe he will be on Discovery, and the history book says he was on Enterprise the entire time. That's just a lie. Yeah. I, well, I, I would be curious. I would have to look back at timelines and when when they finished their five year mission and stuff, because it it seems like they're still they were still on it. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It, if it's we can retcon it, cling, cling, ugh, if we can retcon Klingon hair. Why yes. not this? No, no. Hey, they, it worked. I liked. We're gonna get to the Klingon hair in a minute. We'll get there in I one hundred percent approve of the Klingon hair. Other can than we, it looks weird. Can now, we, but can I, we open mm, that can of mm, gach later, please? Mm. <laughs> Okay, yes. so I wanted to make another. Well, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, played. well played. That, that played, was sir. an amazing segue. That was fantastic. I need to take a moment. Fantastic. Okay, thank you. Thank we we you. salute oh. you. I, I raise my cup of, of blood wine <laughs> to you for that one. Oh, we're nerds. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, the Klingons uh, didn't eat Gach then. It was, uh, oh, it was later. Just oh. shut up, Tyler. <laughs> Why do you got to ruin all the good things in life? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh wow! All right. Uh, um, so honestly, Mike, do um, we do we want to just segue right to the no no Kate was going to say something. Okay. something. Okay. So Pike, I also wanted to point out yet another anti uh, Lorca moment when he orders Burnham to break into that. Yes. By ordering her, he is protecting her from any future repercussions. Because he it. doesn't he specifically say that's an order or something like yes, that. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's explicit, and I'm like, oh, more reasons to really like you. Thanks, Pike. It was wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. And and that is Pike to a T. Like he is a Boy Scout. He will follow the rules until the rules need to be broken. And he's done that yeah. twice. And that is kind of beginning to become his his character. Is that like he knows he's able to make moral decisions not just be a quote-unquote like you know pencil pusher or follow the right. rules or whatever it's great there's there is uh some it's all over twitter as well as you know the love for for pike and we now have like picard kirk pike like which is our oh, favorite wow. captain so stuff is already other. out there it's it's t- and and honestly it's only three I, episodes I, in guys we, we yeah, don't I know, know. <laughs> I, but i'm like I'm feeling the same way. Like there's just, and maybe it's just our own reaction to, to Lorca, but yeah. I'm, I'm watching next generation right now and I am loving Picard. Um, but it is, it's nice to have on discovery, a captain that we can, that we can follow and believe in. That we know? can so trust. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That trust can't be understated because in order for there to be anything along the lines of the more hopeful future type versions of Picard and the others, we needed not just a good captain, but one who likes steps up and takes responsibility where Lorca would leave people hanging like he's right. the, the anti-Lorca bit works really well totally right. totally yeah yeah anything oh we've already alluded to this but I guess let's wrap up the the Michael Amanda storyline so so their last scene um we just oh actually we we were about to I almost skipped this whole huge thing so the last scene we we get the huge reveal that um that Spock had seen the red angel before and he had seen it when he was a child mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's huge. And so so far, only two people that we know of, other than outside of the uh, the Terralisium, um colony in in, uh, in the last episode, uh, and I guess Pike because he's seen the video. But only two people have seen the Red Angel like in our crew, um, or I guess in our the people that we know, Spock and and Michael Burnham. And and there seems to be a connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Red Angel has appeared to others, but um, but in our in our timeline or our storyline, only Michael and only Spock. Um, have it, it's appeared to them and it, and 
we still get this theme of the red angel appears when it helps people mm. or that it has it totally destroys spock's life is what we got here is that like when, once he but saw michael, good i i took michael as as uh having because she didn't she would take responsibility for that or do you think she she's kind of being herself and like overly taking responsibility i don't think we that. know where everyone's reading into spock's reactions amanda has her theory michael has her theory we don't really know spock's view on this yet true that's true yeah but we know that conversation has to happen this season at some point but but we do know that spock became inward and withdrawn and all that stuff because of what he saw with the red angel though right i mean that is oh michael michael says no that was because of me she says uh i think i wrote it down um she says that was because of me. He was. Uh, she she points out the logic extremists who had blown up her, the compound, the thing that had killed her parents. And she says, um, I I knew that they that they were trying to target um, Sarek, and the way to get through Sarek was through his, through me or through his kids. He was my shadow, so I had to wound him deep enough to keep him away from me. Um, but I won't give up on him. I'll find him, and that's when Amanda says, No, I will. So, it's Michael Burnham seems to take responsibility for that. Okay. All right, I I thought earlier in that conversation, and again, like I I I, ha- I guess I haven't seen it enough, but I thought there was an indication that he became like slightly obsessed with this red angel thing, and we we see all the photographs that he like scribbled and scrawled and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? Well, and and it might be, and, and that's that's certainly what's implied, and Amanda seems to you know make that connection as well, but Michael. My, and, but again, we, what we know of Michael Burnham is she takes she she overly blames herself for things, um, and so maybe this is just another case of she's blaming herself too much, and it is the Red Angel, uh, because Michael though also says I didn't get the sense that it was nefarious. Um, I didn't get ever get the sense that the Red Angel was bad um, when she saw it. She says so. So maybe I don't know. I, I, I'm. It's definitely we've got lots of questions. You know what caused Spock to to go crazy? Um, mm-hmm. They yeah. even in those medical records, they basically call him a psychopath. He, you know, he is so emotionally withdrawn. That's another That's reason why I, I, I question highly what those people at Starfleet right. Medical are doing to him. So very much, if agree. they're even medical. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kate. What did you say? Yeah, I just said very much agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's questions there. Um, we sort of jump to the end. I don't want to miss for this storyline the. Um, uh, scene with Tilly and Michael where they're working out Tilly's ghost but Michael's just oh, crying. I, you're right. Like that's such a warm wonderful scene to, you know between the two of them um, that I didn't want to miss because we don't see Michael going around crying all the time so that's like an indication mm-hmm. of her the depth of what she's feeling for that. Um, but, and that's just after uh, Amanda has kissed her and said no I will and she leaves right? Yeah. 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 That's which I think is why she's crying. Yeah, I mean, I wondered like how much was her mom, how much it was her brother, how much was just yeah. all of it happening, and she's feeling it. Yeah, uh, keep going. That was a, that's a fantastic scene. Uh, what what particularly stood out to you other than or about about their relationship between Tilly and Michael? Um, well, I, I did have the story question of do they still room together? I don't. I assume so, so. Looks like weird. It. Yeah. 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 Uh, or was she just waiting in Tilly's room? But then why was she crying in Tilly's room? And you yeah. know, so I think they're still together. Um, but I just loved the nature. I would just sorry. I would love to have. I, I suspect in my own head that that when she was promoted to commander, so she should have better quarters. That that she, that she was like, no, Tilly needs me, or like, or secretly like, no, actually, I really need Tilly. But we're gonna pretend Tilly needs me. Yeah. She's the commander of a starship. 
let her <laughs> let me have this too. Don't take everything away from me. Uh, but I, I love the way their their friendship. You know, they they were both safe to emotionally talk about the hard things that were happening in that moment. Uh, they're talking about tears and just you know Michael's understanding of teenage girls. I, I don't know what her exact phrase mm. was there, but that show was, me a teen girl who hasn't cried. You can't right. And by virtue of their friendship and, you know, being women, they were able to break open the case with uh, Tilly and May, you know, all based on that friendship that was just warm and wonderful. And even going beyond that, I love this, starting with the emotional moment of it, Mm -hmm. she uses the emotional moment to logic her way into saying, this is not a hallucination, this is also not a ghost, it's something else. And she completely gets to, you don't need sickbay, you need stamina. Yes. I loved yes. that whole moment. It was one of the was best so lines good. in the show. It was show. a great. That was a great line and a great lead in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's also the scene where she says she's grooming me for something. That's the only time that that I really felt that May was nefarious because you don't use the word grooming me. You know, especially today. You know, we we get the you know you know really dark stuff is associated with somebody grooming something for something. Um, and so it's, uh, that's the only sign that I really got. But this isn't May saying Tilly. I'm grooming you. It is Tilly saying she feels that Tilly's way. interpreting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You're very right. Um, was there anything else we missed in this, in this line or in this storyline? We can come back to it, but I think okay. we've hit it pretty well. Okay. Um, we've already been going well, on well, for a fair, let's a get fair. to, we have, yeah. Let's get to, this Klingons is a dense episode. Oh, guys, we're not going to avoid the Klingons. We're going to revel in the Klingons. Well, uh, like Klingon opera, you first. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Okay, so we get to, we, we are back with the Klingons. We've got Laurel. We've got Tyler, who is back in the role of Volk, uh, but is still, you know, he's still, uh, you know, struggling to find out where he fits in. And the as far as I can tell, the opening, um, the the first thing that we see on Kronos is the High Council chamber, and Tyler is introducing this new battle cruiser, the Klingon the battle cruiser. Yes. Oh, which is great because I had thought that, and and I kind of had stopped nitpicking this stuff, but in in the first season, you know, none of the Klingon ships are anything like we've ever ever seen them before. Right. And so, and I I've made my peace with it. I like the visual, you know, update to the show, but I love this little patch to canon. It, it just like. Okay, this is a symbol of the unified Klingon Empire. Will be this this D seven battlecruiser, which so is will, what we see all throughout throughout original series. I will freely admit I wasn't paying a lot of attention to that particular detail because I did not go back and rewatch all of season one before season two started airing, and so mm. I was struggling to remember some of the details of how all this fit together from the end of last season, and um, I'd even forgotten some of. Uh, um, Tyler's transformation process. So the more I watched it, the more it became clear. Um, or as IO9 put it in their review, the uh, extremely violent turducking. I just <laughs> love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, bit, a brilliant description there for what they put him through. We um, need to like find a Klingon way of like the 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 gach targeting or something like that. <laughs> so i was to be honest (laughs) spending most of my effort trying to catch up and remind myself where i was and then i was like okay so those extra details weren't quite happening for me at that point in the episode chris what did you think we're we're back on on chronos i know that you hate klingons but uh but how do you how do we feel here about the about the high council you know i've um 
<laughs> what, what is the line? I've never liked Klingons, and I never I will. Know. I can never forgive them for the death of my. Um, my son. Yep. <coughs> so I can never forgive them for Star Trek Five. Star Trek Five. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, wait. So what was the question you asked me? <laughs> Just what, what did you think about that whole introductory scene? We're we're back on Kronos. We we were with Klingons. They're hairy once again. What Weird, were your man. I don't know. These looks at these Klingons. <laughs> First thing that. Again, my wife and I were watching. She leans over to me. She goes, "What's wrong with the Klingons?" Um, <laughs> and I agree. Like, I I don't know the merging of these two things. And of course, we know we're getting another. Like, it's so funny. Like, yeah, there's a Turducken, right? We got the one, the hairless ones, and then we're mm-hmm. gonna have the hairy ones, and then we're gonna have the ones that look like Tyler, right? Yeah, yeah. Tyler. So, like, <laughs> uh, not me, Tyler. Uh, Ash, Tyler. <laughs> Thank you well, much, well, I mean. <laughs> I, guys, I shaved Six this half week, dozen so I don't. Other, right? <laughs> uh, which I, I kind of do like that. You know, the only one that stood out as really weird for me was Laurel. Laurel, um, so I don't know what's going on with her makeup, guys. Not, yeah. It, yeah, it was not good in this episode. It didn't work. And she has always been, I think, of the of the redone Klingons. She was always the strongest one, able to act through the prosthesis. But I think. I don't know if it's the extra hairpiece that's on there or something. And I, I don't blame the actress for this. I really think that just the makeup just looks funky. Maybe what? we'll just get used to it. I don't know. but I don't know. I felt like she was super not like the strong one in the room. Like it was – it's weird. But they, she wasn't like able to like stand up and take like charge and power. She almost seemed like she was a little bit like stepping diminished. back. Yeah, yeah. diminished. Like not sure of her – like capacity i don't think she is I, I think that's actually the point right she she is really struggling with volk being like with what her role is for volk she knows her child is i mean even though she's never seen him her child is there and actually being the the distraction that she hoped he wouldn't be and she's being challenged from all sides i i, I actually did buy that i really i thought that worked um and it'll be interesting to see that you know once this mm-hmm. yeah, you know after he's gone will that change She's also very insecure with their relationship. You know, she's she's trying to be back romantically with him, and and he basically says every time every time you touch me, I think you're raping me. Is basically what he says. Is it feels like a violation, mm-hmm. and it, it it's very. So I I bought that on her side. Yeah. I think they were trying to do commentary of what it's like for women to be in power and mm. the struggles that come with that. You know, working women, especially when Ash is upset with her over not telling about the kid and she's like you think you're upset you know what I've, yeah. what have I been dealing with all along I just don't know if they entirely succeeded in okay. what they were trying to do there it's like you know nice job attempting but it didn't quite it just work. didn't work yeah yeah I well let's well, let's let's get there um and and let's we can explore that one a little bit more I just uh, before we leave this this first scene um I did like that we pointed out I think this is something that Either we speculated before, or it was somebody, somebody, somebody had written it on Twitter. But uh, we did realize that the Klingon hair had all been shaved, and it must have been for um, to to emulate Takuvma and his kind of cult. Um, so that's so they're all growing their hair out uh, more now, mm-hmm. um, we, which is we so get, weird because we see them pre-war, and they none of them are shaved, mm-hmm. and then they they say here, oh no, it was because of the war we shaved. Do you mean pre-war like an Enterprise? No, no, I mean pre-war as in Discovery. I don't think we did. We we didn't see any Klingon that the only time we did see one was was the guy's son, uh 
uh, Cole, but he, when he, uh, we when see a we bunch fr- of them in the first episode of discovery. They're all, but they're all Takuma's people. They're all on his. Well, on we his also ship. see them on like the, um, holographic, all the other houses pop in. Yeah. Nobody's, and I think, nobody's got hair. I know. And I think that they've all, uh, what we, cause what we saw was Cole came in. Um, so he, Cole is the son of the guy with the, with the red stripes on his face. Cole comes in and says, uh, he basically says, hey, we're ready to follow you. I've seen the light of Kaelas or whatever. Um, I, I think he's done that to sort of... I think he was trying to trick Takuma. I don't think he really believed it. But I, I, I buy that. that I hair, like man. That. That is a, that's, a, that's a step to go. But I guess well, it's, it's, a, it's a sign. I'll take it. Okay, cool. All right, whatever. It's not, <laughs> I, th- yeah. this, is, this is not a net I need to pick. Let's yeah. keep going. Uh, and then just very randomly, this, the guy who played Kolshai, who's the, the main bad guy who kidnaps the kid, is actually... The same actor, so the guy who's playing, so the guy who was Cole in the first one, the two red stripes, is being played by the, I can't say the words, these words aren't working. So it's his father who's in the council chamber, Cole is in it, it's the same actor, playing his father and the son, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. We get Kenneth it. Mitchell. These are anyway, looking for. Ugh, it was, that was really important to get out. Good job. It was, good it was job super time. good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Now we're moving into, we're moving to Tyler and Laurel's relationship, and, and, I do like them painting him as having a really difficult time of reintegrating into into Klingon culture. He's not being accepted. They're all using English, including Laurel, are using English to speak to him. Um, I just it works, and maybe it's just because I really like Ash Tyler. I think he's uh, Shazad Latif is just a, a charismatic dude. I love his character. Um, but what did you guys? So we, we've kind of sort of we've we've hit this um, from Laurel's point of view that it didn't work. Um, from her as a leadership, uh, or as a leader, what do you think about Tyler's point of view of the storyline? Um, well, so he is an interesting character. He has been left in a situation after last season that, I mean, how do you make your way in your life? Their secrets are revealed. He knows what he is now, but who are you at this point? Um, uh, there's a moment at the very end of the episode when he's trying to figure out, you know, who he is and who he serves. And, you know, that's, I'm assuming, his journey for this season for however much we see him. So I can certainly appreciate his displacement. Um, I felt like it got a little bit lost in all the Klingon drama going on and the family drama going on. But um, I'm glad to see him, certainly. It certainly felt more Game of Thrones. You know, we're, we're back in Klingon Game of Thrones once again. Yeah. 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 With a, a, there's a secret baby and uh, and family. Yeah, a family drama. A Vogue baby. A Vogue baby. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, what did you think about this whole thing? Uh, it's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> this whole reveal that there's a that Ash and Laurel have a baby and it's you know it looks you know it's got like the whiter skin or whatever and it's. I don't know. I have a hard time. I had a hard time this entire episode believing that they were going to stay together. That Laurel and Ash Tyler were going to be like, I was like, is this, we're going to do this the entire season? These well, two? that's why I was okay. I love that, it, that it didn't pan out that way. I thought that was great. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it yeah. almost, beca- they were telegraphing that. They're like, yeah. isn't, oh, this, gotcha. isn't this weird guys? This is weird. Right. And yeah. then like, okay. <laughs> by the end of it, he's it off. Is weird. Because the, yeah, the moment he's like, "Hey, let's you know, let's make this work," you know. But well, I, yeah. I liked, I liked the speech though that he gave. You know, like because it, he, you know, it sort of made his two halves 
fused together, and then she touches him again, and you can feel him, uh-huh. like, almost, like, vomit into his mouth a little bit. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then it doesn't work. It's, I loved it. I thought that was great. Honestly, yeah. their best scene together for me was whenever um, um, they're fighting for their kid, but, you know, and they, that they, was they so go good. crazy there. But then I realized, actually, it was the music that kind of made them feel badass. More than it was... Thing. Agreed. The music was awesome. Well, let, let's let's get to that. So we've we've uh, there's a big reveal that they've got a kid together, and so he goes and storms off. Um, oh, I, I will say before I guess we get to that, it's Giorgio who leads him to that, isn't it? Giorgio, who what? Who leads him to discover this? So he's uh, I, oh, I, oh, oh I the have, person in his room. You mean? Yeah. So he's like off. rubbing his hands yes. off, which again is a telegraph. Um, he's he's rubbing his hands because the paint won't won't go off his hands after he had tried to rub the the face paint off the dude and uh there's somebody's rushing through his rooms and then it they lead him you know across this big bridge to some house where yeah. um laurel's uncle is i mean that was Giorgio, clearly Correct. wasn't it it was yeah. so she's she's yeah. putting all of this together and and instigating this absolutely she's awesome absolutely yeah <laughs> she is. reveal moment was pretty cool like that was my favorite of the whole Klingon storyline was the Georgia reveal let's yeah. be honest I just wish that that hadn't been in the previews I really mm-hmm. that bummed me out because I knew it was going to happen yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- that's the only thing that bummed me out I, I really wish they hadn't telegraphed I'm going to stop watching the previews like I, I, I'm going to turn them off after this because did, 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 did you notice she was in the in the credits though like I, we were talking about earlier that like I as, skipped or I think I missed the credits I didn't I didn't they, look they, they shift the credits every whoever's in the episode mm. the show you right there and so I that is always like I, I try not to pay attention too much but it is they, they always I'm going to go back to what I did with like Alias and Lost and stuff like that that I'm, I'm going to stop watching there I'm going to make sure I don't look at the at right. the credits they're flashing across screen we also Ugh. forgot to mention your favorite one of your favorite moments which was was um tyler um has a holographic uh, communication with uh with michael um and this is the moment that i think everybody's like oh those guys need to get together can't they make friends. this work well they put that in the previews too that made it go wait what yeah yeah so I mean, it, it, and that's a beautiful, beautifully shot scene. Tyler uh, sent me a, a screen grab of it, and even when you look at it, it is a beautiful shot of mm-hmm. you know Tyler on Kronos and uh, Michael on Discovery, and they just do this great kind of cutting back and forth of this their communication, really, really well, well done. And obviously, well, and then they and then they fuse it together. Right. It's, it's both sides, kind of like a telephone call, right? You're on, they're on the hologram, and then they visually they mash together their two sets and which i think is is a, is a practical thing and chris says no and i just choose yeah, there's, there's no to believe in the wonder of filmmaking okay <clears throat> well that's good and maybe it is and if it is that is huge because it's like a one second clip and if if they did that for one second i am like good on you guys that's fantastic <laughs> but <clears throat> what i will say is is that you know that scene the obvious reason to put it in is to remind the audience that yeah. Tyler is not where he needs to be, right? Yeah. He, is, he does not belong on Kronos. Yeah. And they are literally showing you, like, these two people need to be in the same room. They, yeah. We, yeah. They're oh, divided so by cool. light years and light years, but they need to they need to be together. And two um, beckoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> that, is that what the kids call it now? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? That's, is that, that's we gotta really, move on. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. What? <laughs> oh. I wasn't the one that said it. Not me this time. I didn't say it. <laughs> Woo! This, uh, this, this podcast is rated uh, TVMA. This episode is rated TVMA, by the way. I know. <laughs> At least we didn't have any that we didn't have any Klingon, you know, sex scenes anymore. I was worried anymore, about so. that when I saw that when I heard about the rating. I'm like, wait, what are they doing with the Klingons? It's gonna be the Klingons. Because we're back. Right? So what else are we gonna see? What well, kind of canoodle? They they showed the exact same clip of nudity in the previously on. in the preview. Yeah. yeah. So the, I yeah, think that fact, was the reason why it was it was S S V or whatever it was. Mm. Oh, did it have an S? I I, don't, yeah. I thought it was only L V. Yeah. So yeah, it must have been for the preview or the previously on. There was You're no right. language in this. It was just it was just the violence and of course yeah. the decapitations. Yeah, kind of disgusting. That's true. Oh, that was they showed a ba- a decapitated baby head. Like, come yeah. on, guys, yeah. that's that's more Game of Thrones. Shoot. Yes. No, I, I don't think Game of Thrones has done that. Normally, I, you cut away from that stuff. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Really brutal. And she's like holding it and talking to just it. Continuing. Like it's, ooh, it's it's straight up Hamlet right there. But now listen. Not, oh, ask but, poor York, my baby. When, when you're watching it though, you can I think they shot it with more of it in the frame. And you I can tell so. they like I think they digitally they, cropped up because I agree. It, it's pretty it's, disturbing. It's a bit much. It's real rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um well and let's 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 get to why that is. So or why they even get to uh, do that thing in the first place. So um so they uh, Laurel and Tyler go to um, rescue her son who's been kidnapped by her political rival Kolsha is his name um, they fight, there's a lot of purple blood I loved that there was purple blood that they didn't forget that and it Pepto, is spraying Pepto-bismol. yeah, it is spraying all over the place um, and I, I, you said I, you said it's a decent fight scene but uh, Kate, you took that back a little bit do you mean it wasn't as good as you thought it was or, it, or like when the music when you said the music was really the best part or that, uh, like, that it was actually a really good fight scene. It was a good fight scene, but the music really enhanced it because it wasn't as long of a fight scene as it. I mean, not that I needed a really long fight scene because I didn't. Yeah. But I, I realized that this the the window, the, what the um, the scoring and the the way they shot it did really just played it up really well. And so it's like after an entire episode of Klingon Klingon boring. Oh, this is cool. Like I noticed that really <laughs> significantly. Yeah. No, I agree. It was... Chris, what did you think about that fight scene? I thought it was pretty clunky, to be honest with you. I didn't. Yeah. I it, This felt like they were, like, hitting each other with, like, heavy props rather yeah. than them actually, like, really getting into it. And I don't know, the the, the actress who plays Laurel, I'm sure, is wonderful and a great person. But, like, she just seemed a little, I don't know, like not sure of herself in that scene that, that's what I meant like she didn't really buy into like the female warrior like I didn't see mm-hmm. female warrior there um, so I don't know it was it was okay it was it was fine they tried to bloody it up like you said with the CGI definitely some CG blood. purple blood yeah yeah <laughs> and that was fine it was, it was fine it's just this, this whole Klingon stuff is just not my not my jam I'm, I'm not I'm not into it not into it. The, the Klingons have always, and maybe I'm giving it a pass. So like, I'll try and recognize my own, my own blindness on this one. I, the, 
the Klingons have always been my favorite part of, of the aliens of Star Trek. The Klingons and the Borg, like in the Borg, even even when they got used way too much in Voyager and, and you know, the mystique went away, I just, I really love the Klingons and I really always like the Borg too, but the Klingons have, they've just got, they have such a, they're the best developed culture, I think, in Star Trek, um, non, non-Starfleet non culture. Yeah, I'm even, gonna, even Vulcan I'm, is just, oh, they're logical and they're crazy and there's some, there's some, some terrorists it, sometimes. It's so funny you say that because I feel like, and, and maybe you guys can feel like free to like say Chris you're an idiot but I feel like the Bajorans and the Cardassians have way much more oh, thank you. built thank you. out than that's, the Klingons which is really true. weird to yeah. think but I feel like the Klingons here's what I feel like the Klingons are are the catch all villains um, mm-hmm. or the guys who are going to lay in wait not be sure of themselves and then show up at the last minute to help defend the Federation I feel like for most of the time they've just been I don't know. I I don't know. Not really fleshed out, to be honest with you. It just always huh. feels like there's another. An, oh, I've got to go to this particular. Um, uh, Worf has to go to this particular ceremony now, and mm-hmm. um, this thing, and it's not really all that. Con- mm. There's more. I don't know the continuity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I will agree. You know, I was not thinking of of Bajorans and Cardassians because we get uh, we get seven seasons exploring. exploring you're, you're very right. You're very right. But I will just again for me, they I, they still are the ones that I latch onto, and maybe and it is through Worf. He was I, I think he's next to you know Wesley, who I just felt like was me as a child, uh, and uh, and even Riker, who I just shut up cool. Wesley <laughs> every, every time. Excuse me, shut up, Wesley. Um, uh, you know, Worf, I just latched onto Worf. I just, I loved his, his stuff and th- that he was really exploring his own, um, his own culture so often. He was the outsider. And, uh, so maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm giving it a pass, but I really am. I, I agree with you about the fight scene. It was not, it was, it was not the best in the entire world other than it was nice to have a fight scene, but, um, well, it we... made the Klingon storyline a little more interesting for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, and then and then George just comes in and, and blows them all up and Absolutely. there's the weird the weird guy who gets stuck in the bubble that they stab out. Yeah, of why and, why did yeah. she wait? So, that's the other thing too. Like that whole thing just it, it seemed pointless to me. Like yeah. why didn't George just show up that like before they got like hurt? I think badly? It, I, I honestly I think it was to say I saved you and it's it's even just that of like look I you know I saved yeah, you from the brink of death yeah. or whatever. But. Uh, so we we get to that point. Um, Giorgio basically she sends Tyler out of the room and says we need to talk. Let, let the girls two... talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even she throws in that thing like while these while these the stupid men are are uh, sort of figuring out what's wrong with having you in power. Uh, we you know you you know that these two men are liabilities to you, um, and so you need to get rid of them. And, and and not even you need to decide to get rid of them. It was. I'm getting rid of them. You need to be okay with that. It's pretty solidly how that went. Yes. Michelle Yeoh, what a wonderful task for a actor to have. The ability to first be this wonderful Giorgio. Oh, who's like inspirational captain, and a mother figure. Who is yeah. one of the top five captains in Starfleet. Yeah. And then now she gets to play this ambiguous really oh. like she gets to be and and this is that that's a wonderful place for 
that kind of character. Lorca yeah. on the bridge was not a wonderful place for that kind of character. But no. this, where she can be in the shadows and kind of do this like dirty work stuff, the Section 31 stuff is so intriguing to me. Yeah. And that is the most interesting part. Look, this whole thing honestly could have, this whole story could have been done in five minutes where he discovers he's got a son, they steal the son, Giorgio reveals herself and then they have to kill. You know what I mean? Like, well, so I I think they needed it because Laurel needed to needed to be on shaky ground power wise. And I think so. That's what what you guys were reading into it of 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 you know, oh, Laurel just doesn't work. She's she's falling back as a leader. I think she needed to be on shaky ground because the point is, uh, Giorgio wants her in power and she needs to help her solidify that power. That's that's how I read that as. Needing to be uh, on shaky ground and how you execute it, two different things. Uh, yeah. Sure, I and, agreed. And I, th- I think the conversation with Michael is just as effective when he says yeah. she's having difficulty in, you know, th- that's going to be a bit of exposition in the conversation yeah. he has with Michael. And this is the audience. I'm just saying I don't think the rest of it was fully necessary or really all that well executed for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I'm saying on that. The whole the whole Klingon stuff just seemed like over bloated and really kind of unnecessary for where it eventually got us, which I think is a much cooler, super better intriguing. place. And just before I forget, we've we have noticed uh, there's been an announcement that they're aiming to have the Giorgio Section 31 spinoff um, directly following season three of Discovery. So that's putting it in about 2020. OK, so, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm down. I'm down. I'll, I'll watch it. And that will be after Picard. So by that point, we'll have like 97 Star Trek series on at the same time. Did you hear that they were going to do one episode, one season with Picard, with one one season with uh, with Picard, and then Patrick Stewart's been saying like, no, I'm really enjoying this. I might do it again for another season. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be interesting to see how long this, this show runs. Yeah. So do you, you think they're – sorry – did you mean that they're only planning on one one I season think, and I then think we'll for, see what happens? They haven't announced any of that. This is all like oh, oh, conjecture. Oh, oh. Like, oh, gotcha, we think. Gotcha. But he just, he seems, he's in interviews he's been given, there's been an indication he's really enjoying it and may yeah. continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, because it, originally, and there's there's another interview, I'll, I'll see if I can post it. I think I sent it to you guys, but I don't know if I posted it, where, where yeah, he said, I actually said no yeah. at first. Uh, I didn't like what they had given me, but uh, sorry, he said like I really liked what they gave me, but I but it was not going to happen. So I said no until they gave me something better, and I was like, hey, awesome! You know what? And he's in the writers' room, like I I like it. I think that's going to be great, you know. But all right, that's a tangent. We can, we can move. We can move on now. Sorry. Yeah, let's yeah. let's finish this episode. <laughs> okay, please. Uh, then this brings us to to. Uh, wherever we don't know the name of the ship and and actually this is one of my weird nitpicks but we get to um wow i lost my train of thought uh so the so laurel this this brings us to the high council chamber where laurel says um uh my my consort volk uh basically wanted to 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 kill me he killed my child and kolsha protected me by killing him here are the heads of two of them including my baby which i will hold freakily for a little while and then uh but now that unifies us as uh as an empire and i really hated that it led exactly where i knew that it was going to lead to which was don't call me emperor or don't call whatever call me mother 
Shut up. I hated it. I, that was the only thing. I, I had one real problem with this episode, and that that was my only problem. I, He's I, my dead I, baby. Now call me oh. mama. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the moment she, she held the baby head, I was like, oh, she's going to make them call her mom. It's It didn't work. That, that part didn't work for me at all. It's a new chapter but, of Mommy Dearest. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was weird. Uh, but that takes us to to the Section 31 ship, which is interesting. They, they um, I think when we when we meet them, they have just dropped out of warp, warp right outside of the, the planet Boreth, which is uh, from a, a Next Generation episode where the yep. mo- there's monks Rightful who Air. worship Kaelas. Yeah, called Rightful Air. Um, it's even where the title of this episode comes from. Worf says at some point, and I, I don't have those, those screenshots in front of me, but Worf says... Uh, oh yeah, then Kales pointed to a, scar- a star in the sky and said, look for me there on that point of light. Mm. And this episode is called Point of Light, where they, they have brought this child to Boreth to be raised, um, you know, without knowing who his parents are. And I, I don't know if that's that's supposed to be any kind of foreshadowing that this is going to be some savior child for the Klingon Empire, you know, or just a seed they, they're planting and maybe they return to it in, you know, X they number of years. They probably don't but... know yet either. No, but it's but whatever. Either it closes the chapter, but it leaves it the door open nicely enough that they could do something with it later if they want to. Right. So, I just I really like that, um, and then that brings us to to Giorgio giving him the the really bad uh, Section Thirty One pitch of just like, hey, you're a freak, come join us. I I loved it. I thought that was that and was. Don't fun. give me notes. <laughs> don't give me notes. That yeah. To, and I, we learned that guy's name, and I forget what his name is, but we um, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's section care. thirty one, you know? No, we met him. He was in a he was in a um uh cut scene at the end of season one actually. Mm. Um so we'd actually weirdly seen him before, but I, I I don't know. Don't know his name. So um I like where we're going. I like where we're going with this. I'm pretty okay. Yeah, no, I I, I like where we end up. Mm-hmm. Um Lorel. Yeah, exactly. Lorel now even more in power and respected by the the rest of the Klingon houses. Right. That needed to happen. Tyler moving back towards where he needs to be. Yeah. Um, Section thirty one a thing now, and of course uh, this interesting weird, you know, whatever organism that was attached to Tilly is is you know revealing itself. So yeah, no, I. I I think all where we end up is great. I just don't think this episode was as strong as episode one and episode two. I think it was mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, okay, it's okay. And, you know. Yeah, in a way it felt like episodes one and two were giving us a, hey guys, here's the new season of, of Star Trek. Here's what the new tone is. Let's get you all excited about that. And then what's late till episode three to deal with wrapping up some season one stuff so we can move on. Yeah, that's exactly, that's right. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. That is That is what this is. And, you know, it, it may have even been season that this could have been very easily episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it very I mean? well could have. Yeah. Without yeah. without the, all the discovery stuff, you know, the 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 the, uh, the the Klingon stuff could have very well, very easily been done earlier in the season. But I have a feeling that that is exactly what happened, that they were mm-hmm. like, no, we need to we need to, you know, give them something else first. Yeah, yeah. I completely I completely agree. Um, that guy's name was Leland, by the way. I had to, I, I had to look it up. I'm sorry. The Section 31 dude. Um, <laughs> uh, so, well, if there's nothing else, I think that brings us to a close of Point of Light. Next week, um, we have, it's a weirder named episode. And uh, I was going to say, and then I lost it. Yeah, next week, 
Nope, never mind. I won't even... Oh, yeah, an obol for Sharon. An obol for Charon. Charon, the, I guess the god of the... Death that brings him across the, the river sticks. Yeah. 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 Number I don't know what one, obol is. Number we'll one makes out. her uh, debut, it oh, appears there. Rebecca Romaine. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, I say, guys, guys, this is season two, and you know what? I just, I'm just happy. I really am. <laughs> I don't even care. It's it, good. This is just, this is my happy place. Well, as always, uh, everybody, tell us how crazy you think we are or I am for loving this episode. Are Chris and Kate just right and I'm just wrong, which we know isn't the case, but I'll let you think that if you want to. Uh, as always, you can follow us, follow us on uh, the next, wow, follow us on Twitter at the next trek. Live long and prosper, everybody. <laughs>